welcome to Karma San Diego podcast, where we talk all things San Diego awareness, activism, and ourselves. <laughs> My name is Kelly, and I'm Adriana, and we want to give you a warm welcome to our show. Sit back, relax, and grab yourself a creature comfort, and we'll do the same. Okay, so... <laughs> Just kidding. Should we tell the people? Yeah. Okay, so I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. You hear that? Okay, so. And everyone starts their podcast with, okay, so. Okay, so. Okay, so. Okay, so. We're going to start today's episode with, okay, so. so. And it's just so predictable. It's just silly. (laughs) Hi. What's up, dude? It's great to see you. It is excellent to see you. what am I, oh. Mm. I'm just cramming joints in her mouth. Yo, she got the fuzzies. You know it's that good shit lollipop. Uh, it's that good shit lollipop. Mm. Oh my god, it's so good. And they have a really high THC Maui Wowie covered in keef instead of hash. Sitch. So, so that's what we have right now. It's a sativa. By the end of this episode... Who knows what we'll be talking about, even though there is a theme, but who knows if we'll stay on track. (laughs) I don't even know how to start to introduce our theme other than warning. We are about to talk about um, great expectations of like heterosexual, heteronormative relationships, literature, um, Valentine's Day expectations, breaking norms, Mm -hmm. and so we have a lot of words to defend, we've got a lot of fucked up shit to tell you about. I got a couple of silly things to tell you first to like ease into the pain <laughs> the pain of great expectations the pain of the patriarchy wow so uh remember last episode how our small business was daniel the pickle guy from <laughs> pickle and brine how can i forget so he's actually a friend of mine and when we hang out at the farmer's market he gets so mad at me when i say nary Oh my gosh. And he doesn't believe that it's a word. He <gasps> refuses to believe that it is a word. He thinks that it's just like something me and my whack-ass friends made up. And I've showed him the dictionary version of the I definition. I believe he's never heard someone use the word nary. Does he, he watch Peaky Blinders? He or watches nary anything. He watches nary a television show and clearly reads nary a book. I'm about to smack him with some J.R.R. Tolkien. Dude. I have been trying for months, and he's just like, nah, dog, don't believe it. What? He's in denial. There's many stages of denial. <laughs> he's clearly <laughs> in the anger stage. <laughs> he's shortly going to enter the grieving stage. When he comes groveling to me, and he's like, I, I agree with you, Nary is a word. I opened my ojos <laughs> and saw on the television that Nary. night. That's what happens when you deny that a word exists. It's going to slap you in the face one day. You'll be listening to the joke. On some things. This one's a little bit tough to puff. They're tough to pull sometimes because, dare I say, they're too coated with the waxy stuff. That's happened to you before. Oh, but it's word. okay. Don't ash it. <laughs> Never ash. It's like a cigar. You know, like those old ladies in movies who have the cigarette on the stick and their ash is like scent, like. I don't know what I was trying to say. Ten, <laughs> ten inches long, and their cigarettes like a centimeter, yes. and they just like are still going, and the ash just like yes. is 
holding on tight. That's that's what you have to do with the with jeeters and with fuzzies because they're so dense that if you try to put it out, you lose the cherry completely. Oh yeah, it's, that you just have to smoke the whole thing. Sorry. Mm-hmm. They're like there is no stopping here. It's just start and finish all in one. I have a great housekeeping. Please tell for me. Us. Um, we talked about pork chops and apple shop. Oh, yeah. And you were right. And one of our listeners confirmed that pork chops and applesauce is from the Brady Bunch. I fucking knew it, man. I knew it. I used to love the Brady Bunch growing up. Yeah, you know, I used to know that. It's not, I made space in my brain somewhere and I guess I had to go. I mean, that show's like, what, 40 years old? So. It's... <laughs> It, it's okay to allow like for it to... 60 years old. Shit! <laughs> Next week on Great Housekeeping. How old is the Brady Bunch? It didn't come out in 1980. Oh, you're right. It probably came out <laughs> in like the 60s. What was their housekeeper's name? Meredith. I loved nope. her. Edna. Alice. Alice. That was it. Was it? Yep. Tight. Love Pull it. that. See, I have that in there. I have a couple Italian words for us for the day. I'm so excited. Hit me with the the word of the day. So it's kind of, okay, so there's two words, but they sound very similar, which I've always found really funny. So these are Sicilian slang words, by the way. So if you like speak proper Italian, don't think for a second that I'm speaking your language. Like (laughs) this is the slang my family taught me. So I'm teaching y'all my slang. So... The Sicilian, yes. So the Sicilian word for cold is fridu, fridu, and it's fridu in my home currently. It's so cold, I had to buy a space heater, (laughs) and uh, it's so fridu. And um, the the Sicilian slang word for crazy is foidu. Whoa! Yeah. When I'm cold, I'm crazy. So you're a foid do free do. Oh my god! <laughs> and I kind of look like Frodo when I'm feeling that way. I'm a free to Frodo. I just had to throw those words out because they're just really fun ones. Those are awesome mm-hmm. Sicilian slang words of the day. Uh huh. I love it. Thank you. So let's just say I'm just walking down the street and I'm being crazy. Would you? What would? I just be like. Foid the like, <laughs> like crazy like, girl. Oh my god! Yeah, I yeah. love it. Sometimes when, sometimes when me and my dad are talking and like, we're out in public and there's like a cuckoo bird, yeah. like human being, like doing something funky. My dad will just like stop what he's doing and just like start talking in Italian, and it's usually him just calling that person like batshit crazy in Italian, and it makes me laugh so hard because I don't know a ton of <laughs> Italian, but I know all the bad words and. <laughs> It just makes me. It I just, just makes wanna, me laugh. I want to mutter words in different languages it's so under funny. my breath. Like you see someone wackadoo and you just like throw though. Yeah. <laughs> Help me. Foidu. Foidu. There you go. Foidu. I did ask my dad what the word for trouble is in Italian because. Because um, con- you're nothing but trouble. <laughs> yes, because my kind, kind parents have allowed me to move into their house, and my cat has been causing quite a ruckus in the home. <laughs> Rue's causing a ruckus? She sure is. And uh, my mom wanted to know what the word for trouble was, and this was my dad's response verbatim. I don't know, I've never been in trouble before, so I don't know what that word is. Wow, he is the quick. Audacity, Giuseppe. The quickness of. 
man. He had it like on deck. It was as if he knew what the what because, the because he's because he, in his mind he causes no trouble. <laughs> I died. He's so fucking funny, dude. I love this. So funny, dude. So this is this my wow is great. Yeah, this is delicious. I would love to tell you about this week's small business. It's extra special. Today we are talking about my very good friend Lacey. Ooh, ooh. And her company is Gigi's Gluten Free. And she makes gluten free macarons. She calls them macarons. Really? And she is one of the coolest people I've ever met. I'm not even really sure where to start, but. She does more than macarons, too. I know that she does catering and desserts and all sorts of fun things, but she is known for these iconic, beautiful, and vegan, gluten-free options and always vegan and gluten-free is so tight for me. This is my story of her of her fine desserts. So I, her and I work at the same yoga studio together and many moons ago I was working the front desk and I go to get my little lunch out of the little mini fridge, you know the deal. And I see these beautiful, colorful, pink, purple, all the color things, macarons. And the first thing I think is, oh, I can't have any of those. That sucks. Those are delicious. <laughs> Literally, that's exactly what Absolutely. I thought. Slam the door shut. Then, coworker comes over and she goes, oh my gosh, thank you so much for my gluten-free vegan desserts. Kelly, do you want one? And you were just like, Ugh. I was like, are you kidding me? So, it's just a really cool story because the first time I looked at them, I was like, those look so good. I can't have them. And I can. And you can, too. Mm-hmm. So, what's really special about Lacey is she is going to be our uh, special guest next week. It's going to be awesome. And Meet Lacey. I met her in a different way. So... When I met Lacey, I met her at a farmer's market, and I'm not going to get too into it because we're going to save all the goodness for next week, but it's cool that we kind of know each other separately, but together. You can check out our show notes to find her Instagram, more links to get to her and how to contact her. And creep on her before we have her on the show next week. Because she is worth creeping. We love you, Lacey. So, stoked! Okay, so we're going to continue on to the show. Okay, so. <laughs> you know I'm just going to make that a thing now. I'm going to create a tip jar. Oh my God, we're going to be billionaires. <laughs> so No, we're going to be really bored. <laughs> no, we're going to take the tip jar, put a dollar in every time I say, okay, so. And then after the end of the year, we'll have probably $10. <laughs> well, it's going to be great. I'm richer already. Take me there. She whipped out. Her typed notes for her book report. Y'all, I got hot and heavy on this one because I really have a lot to say. But when do I ever not have a lot to say? But I know we're calling this episode Great Expectations. However, I kind of wish we were calling it Great Sexpectations. Mm. Because of all the sexpectations a woman has... In relationships, life, her job, being a person, and uh, I'll get into it a little bit. So, um, the idea of like being a virgin until marriage was only a thing created by like the patriarchy. That's not like anything religious. It's not 
something of moral value and moral intent. It was literally created to keep women at bay so that men could go out and do their frolicking, finagling, fucking all (laughs) over the place. And they wanted the women to stay at home and be as pure as possible. And it was clearly created for us to just like, be lame, essentially, and not find our sexual amazing prowess. Are you enjoying this blunt history as much as I am? You're smoking cardboard at this point. I am, because I can't help it. Hold on, let me take a... I'm looking out for you, girl. That was the best hit I got, though. (laughs) Meanwhile, my notes over here are about the book by Charles Dickens. Do you have any notes about the the book Great <coughs> Expectations in here? I, I was do. Just curious. I do. I do. It's in here. Okay. No, I'll, <coughs> I'll wait for us to get there then. I'm always curious. <coughs> it's in here, I promise. I have like six page of note, pages of notes, so I hope you all have a lot of time on your hands today. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so, um, we'll get into that. So, Okay, so there's another dollar. The there's a sexpectation in a marriage to consummate your marriage immediately after the wedding. That's always been like this thing that's held Ugh. over your head. That's so dumb. It's everybody knows it too. You're like having a party to like go bang afterwards. It's very weird to me. Um, and people say really creepy, weird comments the night of the wedding absolutely in film and in tv oh my gosh the you know the the um the best man speech always says something that involves going down on your wife or something creepy the whole extra garter belt the going i was literally just about to say the garter belt situation even like back in the middle ages after a marriage they would put out bloody sheets in reference of like breaking the hymen which is Ridiculous. Uh, the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Because Ridiculous. if you're a person, okay, if you're a woman, actually, with a hymen, it could break at any time. Absolutely. Um, I'm just going to read it from my paper here. Just so you know, a hymen is a thin piece of muscle-ish tissue. <laughs> Am I just making a mess? That surrounds or partly covers your external vaginal opening. So um, that term of like popping your cherry is referred to like it breaking and it can happen pretty much in any way. Um, Riding horses, um, stretching too much, gymnastics, playground, like literally anywhere doing your life, being a girl, doing things. It's still going. (laughs) It's wild. I've been staring at her being a babysitter with her joint because normally I'm just you're so into what you're talking about. So I'm sitting over here fangirling because age always finishes her joint first. I know. Cause I'm like we'll, sucking them down. Well, yeah. We'll go to the beach and she'll inhale once and it's 17 inches of ash. <laughs> and I'm, I'm always like, sorry, can sorry. Let me just finish this. Sorry. And I'm no. smoking this like tiny, like little poop. It's because if you don't remember about five minutes ago, I said I <laughs> live with my parents now, so I don't get to smoke as much as I used to. This is very lisher. So this this is a new territory for me. This is very exciting. And uh, so this is my and first... so is the hymen. And the hymen is the new territory for, apparently, some people. <laughs> um, we already trigger warning you, but just letting you know the word rape is going to happen yeah. in this... Um, 
podcast whatever we're this episode. this episode so um just be aware um we're not saying anything negative i'm just letting you know that it will happen um so heteronormative lifestyles have made marriage so mainstream that there's no such thing as rape within a marriage i looked that up like legally yeah i looked that up and it was I saw online that there were a bunch of, like, professionals who basically agreed with, I guess, disagreed with that. And they were like, no, there's definitely rapes within marriages. But this, like, veil of marriage has um, created this... Lack of seriousness for it. Yeah. Like... Or even understanding or comprehension that something like that would even happen. So it's, like, a huge... Um, issue, you know, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And it's masked under a marriage being a choice. Exactly. And that's terrible. I also think, I don't know if that's what your notes were about, but I think legally you can't really quite be represented properly if it's within the confines of your marriage. I I don't know. You might be right too. I I know things are obviously changing. Go 2021 and all of the legislature that we are we got working on. But we got dates. It's it's crazy. So there's like that expectation to have sex with your partner and then there's the expectation of like having kids as well. And I remember my brother got married two years ago, and at the wedding, people were coming up to me and asking me, so when are you When are you getting married? When yes. are you having kids? And I'm like, what? We're, like, celebrating my brother's wedding. Yes. Why are you asking me? I have been asked that question so many times, I can't even tell you, and I fucking hate it, and I have never asked anyone that question in my entire life. Me either. Because... It's inappropriate. I think it's also a really personal decision between a husband and wife to make. I don't think that involves anybody else. And I think, too, a lot of it is either someone's decision, whether or not to, and then also you have no choice over when you have a kid, really. Like, I know you can say... You can plan for it. But you never know. You never know if you can have kids. You never know if you're going to adopt. You never know if you're going to be infertile. You're going to have 10,000 miscarriages. Like... You don't fucking know, and it's not leisurely table talk. You don't eat a piece of mm-hmm. cake and be like, hey, you going to have kids? Yeah. And then I have to sit there and hold the emotional labor of answering that question. I just, like, literally make a face. The last time someone asked it, they immediately said, I'm sorry if I shouldn't ask you that or if I've asked you that before. And it lessened the tenseness because she was acknowledging, like, my fate, my facha. Because I look, I look at people like that's such a honestly like that's such an interesting thing to ask me. Mm-hmm. Like and also, do you? Th- I think social media, not social media, yeah. but just like the media and like society has just made having babies so mainstream and so um they make it seem so easy. You're literally creating a human fucking being from scratch, y'all. Like mm-hmm. you didn't get a, you didn't get a, to like. A list of instructions like this is all like new territory for everybody and especially the person creating it and I think it's kind of 
wild to, mm-hmm. like, ask somebody about their body. It's not like people go up to you and be like, so are you on your period right now? Mm-hmm. Like, why are we so cool with, like, asking whether or not, like, if you're pregnant <clears throat> or, like, totally. asking to touch a woman's belly when she is pregnant? But, yes. like, when I'm on my period, y'all, like, retract and, like, yes. hide in a bush. Oh, my gosh. I have so much to say. I have, like, a quick period thing to say Tell before me. we get back to your... I got some... Dates. Page two, bro. <laughs> We're on page two. Okay, so whenever, obviously, I'm going to paint a scene. There's a woman. She's being authoritative and strengthy and what others would call sassy. Mm. Some heteronormative cis male is looking at her and goes, what are you on your period or something? Okay, and the reason why everyone who has a period around the world laughs is because... It what it proves how dumb you are yes. about not knowing anything about periods because you have a bad mood the week before. It's true. So every time you're like, oh, what are you on your period? And it's like you don't even get how they work, dude. Like, so let's just say I'm being sassy because of my period. We won't even get into that because it's sure. so fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. We're not even gonna get into that. We are gonna address like you think that a woman is moody during her whole cycle. And not the week before. Uh, spoiler alert, PMS mean I pre-menstrual cycle. It's wild. It's before the start of your moon cycle, if you will. So I just like always guffaw. And when people say that, I'm like, you don't even have the timing right. If anything, like, I feel like being in bars and stuff, I just, like, don't give a fuck. And if anyone has ever asked me, like, what are you on your period? Like, being a sassy little fuck, I'll just be like yes like i'll be like yeah actually mm-hmm. i don't even care i'm like do you want to know about my period since you're asking me so many questions mm-hmm. about it like let me tell you yeah. let's get in depth for y'all real. and then when you're like not on your period it's like no and um you just don't like me telling you the truth mm-hmm. um holding you accountable or saying it how it is also you so want to know that's why you're making fun of me uh-huh you want to know what it's like to be on your period stand straight and i'm gonna punch you in the fucking dick <laughs> like, repeatedly what an asshole just like oh you're on your period and we're literally bleeding from the inside out like you have it's you have insane. no idea you it's insane you, you think you know but you have no idea true life periods <laughs> like period but really, yeah. people think we can just, like, make fun of us. We're like, sorry, we're bleeding everywhere. Sorry. And it's like, we're fucking bleeding. Like, yeah. Okay. Like, we're the most metal out of all y'all. Like, for real. Get out of here, Slayer. We <laughs> we got this. The bloody tampons have arrived. Okay? <laughs> That's my new ska band name, Kelly and the Bloody Tampons. It's so cute. We'll be at uh, Brick by Brick next Friday. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I would totally do stand up with you and no one would come. That's okay. We'll just be standing on a stage talking to each other can just like sit? right now. Can we sit? We would us standing on a stage together looks so weird. I know because you <laughs> so much. I'm going to have to wear my platform heels and then I'll be That's your height. I'll do it. I'll be barefoot. You'll and wear some clod hoppers. Yeah. We'd probably move around. Like it would probably be very um animated. Yes. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking I'm not a theatrical Theatric. bitch. It's just actually how we talk. So well, I think our show is the nice base for our stand-up career, <laughs> and then you know what? When someone discovers us, like Chelsea Handler or something, and she's <laughs> like, "Wow, these girls are hilarious." She's skiing with her pants off, smoking a blunt, and she thinks of us. I am. Oh my god, 
I love her. So God, much. I fucking love her so much. She's so fucking funny, so man. So much. Um, Miss Havisham, bro. Ooh, tell me about her. Miss Havisham. Okay, so you guys need to like read up on Great Expectations because we had to read it for required reading. You did you have required reading? Of course. Every summer, yes. we have to read some trash ass book filled with like racism and just gregorious things. <laughs> And one of the books that you have to read... Dude, this book came out in 1861, Adriana. I know. That's so old. I'm like 40 years ago. That was like 10 years ago. I'm looking for my Ms. Havisham notes on page 12 of my notes. So bad. That's all I see is capital letters. So bad. It's okay. I wrote sick down in all caps many times. Um, so Miss Havisham is this woman in the story of Great Expectations written by Charles Dickens many centuries ago. They have to read when you're 14. Okay, you're 14. Mm-hmm. You're very impress- impressionable, mm-hmm. that is. Miss Havisham is a wealthy spinster living in a rotten mansion once left at the altar who on- insists on wearing her wedding dress forever until yep. she dies. This is... Okay. So, this her- is... No, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just reacting. There's no no new noises are going to come out. What the fuck? This is something that society... Dude, oh my gosh, I feel like... But she has no worth. She's just going to, like, be sad. I get death. Society has been pushing this shit onto women forever. If you are not married, you are nothing. I repeat... As a woman, you are nothing you are in society. You are a spinster with nothing to live for. You're literally rotting. And you have they, a rotten cake. You cannot live another day. Now, I get death. You live, death is gnarly. I get absolutely. that Absolutely. If but your husband live, dies, that's gnarly. You live in this past of like, he will come back to me. So if I keep wearing this wedding dress, I will, I will find love again. This yeah. is something society has been pushing to us. For years. Like, even TV shows. Fucking Friends, the TV show has done it. Um, the show on ABC, uh, ABC Family, um, Young and Hungry, has made that um, a comment. And then I also mentioned Great Expectations. Like, this has been going on forever. There's mm-hmm. movies about shit like this. You know, 27 Dresses. Fucking. Mm-hmm. So you're telling 14-year-olds over the summer to read a book that tells them that if they get no- don't get married... Or if someone leaves them at the altar, your life is over. That your life is completely over, humiliated and shamed, mm-hmm. and not like, oh my god, that was the best move ever, and I moved on with my life, and now I'm this amazing whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it literally gives you that narrative for the rest of your life. Yeah, and she's just, what's the word for crazy? Foydu. Oh, Miss Havisham is just foydu, bro. Exactly. So. I'm not a huge fan of this television show, but I liked the concept. So, um, mm-hmm. How I Met Your Mother mm-hmm. is kind of like a ripoff of Friends, but I watched How I Met Your Mother before I watched Friends because I had really strict parents growing up and they wouldn't let me watch Friends when I was a kid. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. I wasn't allowed to watch anything. It's cool. We, was Friends um, risky? Apparently. Anything past Disney Channel was risky. We wow. won't talk about it. But I always liked that in the show Ted Mosby aka Ross Geller is pining for a wife like the whole series like he's just like fucking looking for his wife like I think he gets like left at the altar one time like his life is just so miserable and his life is he loves love and he loves marriage and he wants to be a husband so bad and it like it made me feel good to know that like there are men out there who actually might 
potentially mm-hmm. think that way in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form. Maybe not to... Just to relate to because it's a human experience. Exactly. It can be a human experience. Exactly. And, like, and it's not like he's, like, ugly or anything. Like, he's an attractive man who was left at the altar, and now he's, like, chasing and pining after love. And, like, the whole show is literally how he met like his wife. Like, not ugly or anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not like he's, like... Yeah, he's not a loser or anything. Like, he's actually great. <laughs> All right. So, Kelly. Oh, no. Oh, jeez. We are out. I should have. Yeah, you know what I should have done? I got you a stapler. Take that home with you. <laughs> I should have numbered my pages. Not. Like I was in high school. Have you heard of a paper clip? I didn't This have week's any... invention. I just. <laughs> on this week's invention. I just moved. Okay, y'all. I literally just moved. All my shit is in boxes. I don't know where. And you're lucky I found my printer. She's okay. like going through their pages. She's like, if only there was a way for these all to be together. <laughs> I should have like licked and sealed the clothes. She's like rolling it like a blunt. <laughs> Just smoke it up. It'll be fine. So I'm going to give you some information about marriages and like how marriage came about. And I'm going to give you a little history. Great. It's actually, I was... I kind of already knew a lot of this, but it was really interesting to, like, really go into depth about it. So, the concept of marriage goes back as far as 2350 BC. Dang. So, that's before Jesus Christ, y'all. Uh, <laughs> BC, before Jesus. <laughs> before cheese. Um, <laughs> so, marriage turned into a whole-ass institution and uh, was embraced by the OG people, the Hebrews, the Greeks, the Romans, you know. Like, hey, you got a goat? Yeah, I got a baby. Want to swap? Exactly. So all these, <laughs> like, cultures are finally realizing that. So life used to be more of, like, mini villages with, like, a few, like, dominant males that would have babies with females to create offspring but then as like society and culture kind of became more advanced people were like maybe we should have like more like legit shit going on like it create legitimacy here yes. <laughs> so um marriage was created for legitimacy i repeat christians in the back it was created for legitimacy not out of love not out of religion legit Legitimacy. So that, like, other people see you as that united status. Yes. And even before the... property? Yes. Even before the united status, it was more of, I own this woman. So you literally just nailed it on the head. Um, It was basically to um, bind a woman to a man. It's tough because, like, the romance... The romance tick in me the roman lunatic in me wants to think that <clears throat> marriage was created because people do just like fall in love and want to be together forever it, it, we get there it, okay it's in the notes it's in the no- we're it's still in the 253 notes. bc but then the way that men held power and how they used it for bad mm-hmm. in the name of love mm-hmm. is what makes it so fucked up because it's like capitalizing on like attachment of someone forever and your heart and your love and it's so sad well it was made it was a transaction it was all a transaction truly hence sexpectations in a relationship it was a transaction to gain power to gain land to gain some sort of property hence like 
the dowry <clears throat> situation, like back in the Middle Ages, when that was created, um, a woman was straight up man's property to do with whatever he wants, have as many children as he wants. Do and you just have to hope that it's a good guy, because if it's you a would bad hope guy, so. you're screwed. So yeah. if it's a not good guy, then you, we are talking about being assaulted every evening, Absolutely. verbally abused, sexually Absolutely. abused, and your kids. Mm-hmm. And then I do have faith in like there being some good guys, but it's like not the norm. No, in history and in our books and the theme of the th- everything that we're. Like, pr- Pride and Prejudice, Great Expectations, that's what we read mm-hmm. to intro you into life. And I see it's important as a book in time, but this, the, the narrative's got to kill. Well, it's nice to learn where our society, <clears throat> you know, came from started. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly, where we came from, and we're learning from that. Like, because... I get it that the book press was new. Like, tight. Exactly, got and it. like, people... <laughs> were still pretty new 2350 bc we were like kind of new we just evolved like you know what i mean we just got fingers (laughs) we literally just got nails um so marriage is a thing at this point and um men were still freely allowed to like fuck around they can still fuck all the prostitutes (laughs) all the whatever's they want they can do whatever they want while the woman stays home obvi of course baking bread probably taking care of his mother truly just being <laughs> a boss ass bitch as per usual running the home shalom in the home, <laughs> shaloming in the home uh-huh. literally the hebrews just shaloming and uh 1563 many many years later <laughs> um religion made it into the picture like made it into the marriage picture i see so the catholic oh it became a sacrament it was a sacrament snaps to you gal good job it's one of the seven sacraments so the catholic church decided let's make it a necessary step to legally recognize marriage Mm -hmm. sure this will help a tiny bit Mm -hmm. it's bounding the husband to the wife he can't fuck around no more barrow Divorce is forbidden now. So if you got this fucked up dude, now you're stuck with this guy. Isn't it like they add marriage to one of the seven sacraments and then they're like, wait, but that doesn't make sense because we need like nuns and priests. So we're just going to add this sixth sacrament that other people can't do that's just for those Mm -hmm. people and no one will notice. It's from God. Don't Mm -hmm. worry. These are your two jobs. Exactly. And And one requires sex and one doesn't. That's That's the main point. Isn't that crazy? Nuns and priests of the Catholic Church. Do abstain. not have sex. Mm-hmm. And women still don't have rights, by the way. So we're still just objects. We're still just breeders in 1563. Isn't it? What? Yeah. And, you know, like, I just got to say that I've been to masses that are led by pastors that are husbands. And, and it's lovely. And they're really good. Mm-hmm. And I really like um, every service I've been to. I feel like it's also it relatable. Yes, and I've gone to Lady Pastor places That's too. Cool. I don't know what the name for it is, so <laughs> bear <Pastor>. with me. <laughs> but I like Lady Pastor. I like Pastor. that. We're going to start our new church. <laughs> Kelly State. and the Lady Pastors. And the bloody vaginas. <laughs> and the bloody tampons. I love it. <laughs> wow, I got really intense. I'm sorry, you guys. So, Kelly, you mentioned love. love. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned it. It didn't make its way into the world. I'm telling you, till the 13th century. Dang, that was like 
40 years that ago. That was literally 40 years ago. And let me tell you what. Bridgerton, if you've watched that show on Netflix, that's basically what life was I like. I really tried and I like couldn't get into Dude, it. Dude, they did a whole violin version of an Ariana Grande song and they got me. Should I try again? Yes. Okay. Please. There... Uh, this happened with the crown there's i didn't watch so jealous of everyone that binge watches a six season show because that's a good couple weeks (laughs) (laughs) i like having something on the background forever yeah same sorry for going off no it's okay i liked bridgerton i actually don't think Mm -hmm. i finished it yet because i i'm kind of moving (laughs) well i'm one moving in transition constantly i'm a butterfly every day (laughs) fluttering around just caterpillar butterfly every day Dealing them with this cocoon. And um, I'm one of these people that don't like to finish series that I really like. Like, it took me a really long time to finish Sons of Anarchy. Oh, like because you're, like, sipping on it because you just don't want it to go Exactly. Away. So I'm like, oh, just let it linger. Cause Do you have to? Do you have to? Is that Do the cranberries? Do you have to let it linger? Yes. Nice. So, love. <clears throat> the idea of love came into play 13th century wow. and it was because all of these arranged marriages eventually just turned into love i mean you live with this person you've made a baby with them you've had sex with them like you live together you're gonna you get eventually some, get some affection you're gonna form affection you're gonna form some sort of caring bond it's bound to fucking happen like you're going to start to like this guy. You're going to like this guy a little <laughs> bit. I mean, something's going to happen. So then it was kind of turned into this like romantic, like the romantic era kind of unfolded that way where people started fantasizing about who they could be with because they've got some options. The options are there and books are happening now. And, and now we got a printing press. We got a lot of stuff. So, um,. I got a splinter in my finger. Again with the splinter. She got a splinter the other day. I got a splinter in my finger. So I got some information about the history of a wife by wow. Marilyn Yalom, who is a Stanford historian. Wow. Um, she <laughs> credits the concept of romantic love with with giving women greater leverage in what had been largely a pragmatic transaction. Wives were no longer existing to serve men so we made this shift as women and we finally have this tiny bit of power where like we're a prize rather than we are a transaction i see yeah so um now these men are seeking out the proper partner which is like in this bridgerton TV show, like, they have these, like, debutante balls, and, like, these men are seeking out the proper mate for their life, and it's, like, the women are the fucking prize in this show. Like, that's why I like it so much. I gotta give it another spin. You really should, because it kind of gives us this dancing bit of power, because, you know, we are the breeder. We are going to breed your offspring, so if we produce a male for you, like, we're number one in your eyes, you know what I mean? I'm so glad it's 2021. Oh, good lord. Welcome to America. So the colonists... I love how Adriana's the one explaining (laughs) and defining marriage, too. Please keep going. Oh, can I just let everybody know? I'm not married, (laughs) like, at all. I'm single. 
and mm. Kelly is married for six years, and I'm like in deep on this shit. Super married. But I'm just giving out facts. You are. I'm not saying anything I, of experience. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, we haven't gotten to that portion of this podcast yet. You guys. We're str- in the straight history. We're in the history class, so continue being at school. <laughs> Put your hand down. I will call on you later. <laughs> Um, so polygamy was like still super rampant in like America and the uh, so let me get this straight one man has many wives but it's not like a wife has many husbands exactly which is so weird it would be nice to have like many you husbands never even like heard of it. you build me a house yeah. you go you're my Jeff you're my Jeff <laughs> you garden oh my god that'd be great you're for the offspring obviously clearly you're beautiful blue eyes <laughs> I'm gonna need for later. We're Put a pin in that. so hard when we listen to this. <laughs> I'm the most monogamous bitch in the world, so absolutely wouldn't work for me. I am too, though. I don't think I could date multiple people. I would get, I would but call why? you the wrong name at least 20 times a day. Guaranteed. Terrible. I just uh, wish that there was an example of a woman doing this in history. I love this woman in my mind. That has nine husbands. Well, where's she at? Stay tuned. Okay. <laughs> I, we haven't gotten to that page. I mean, I don't know if I've... I don't know. Okay. 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 So polygamy was a thing. And um, <laughs> the whole like idea of like a bride taking your par- the partner's last name was not to like form the family bond. Like, I love how... I love that now, I'm not like bashing marriage in any way, shape, or form. I love that now we've romanticized a lot of these um, things in marriage and relationships because they didn't have very nice uh, reasonings behind them. The whole purpose Mm -hmm. of taking on your spouse's name is so um, she surrenders her identity to him. Like, she is now this. Like, she is no longer... So, if I was a Smith and I marry a Miller, like, I'm no longer... I never will be a Smith ever again. Like, forever Miller life. (laughs) Oh my god, I didn't mean to do that. (laughs) Miller life. I will never look at Miller the same. Once you switch to Miller life, you can't go back. Wow. I'm so sorry, everybody. I'm trying to be all serious and I can't. That's what happens when you smoke... I'm eating carrots. That's what happens when you smoke Fuzzy! Please hold. This bitch. <laughs> oh my god, okay. Can I just say that I can like see like capitalized words? And one of them said dun dun dun. And one of them I think said wow.com. She's throwing pieces of paper on the floor. I wish you could see what you I'm guys, looking at. My notes are all over the place. Okay. all right so that's just like what marriage is but i'm just letting you know i don't think that i'm against marriage i actually think that i would like to be married um i think it would take quite an impressive human being to want to be married to me Mm -hmm. um not that i think that like i'm so great and mighty but i just um i'm I'm foy do as fuck, like, <laughs> to find somebody with, like, the strength to keep up with my nutter butter mentality would be hilarious. That makes me want to go get peanut butter. I love peanut butter. With this. There's mm. only a little bit left, so it's kind of dry at the bottom, but it's okay. 
Just put a little peanut oil in there. I wanted to briefly mention two things that are expected in a wedding that I did not do. Do it. The first one is staying separate from your partner the night before. Yeah, we, I find that weird. We were staying at a hotel, and my mom, my mom had booked us, like, you know, two separate hotel rooms, like, one for the groom and one for the bride, just also for getting ready purposes, but then the night before, he's just, like, alone in the room down the hall, and I'm in my room. And you're and like, hey, like, want to go get a drink? <laughs> like, hey, who's this hottie? Aww. But, um... That's something kind of expected of you, and it doesn't work for a lot of people. And I wrote that down to tell you about, and then I watched um, The New Girl for the 10,000th time. Such a great show. It's so good. And Jess and Nick spend their wedding, pre-wedding night together, too. Oh, And they man. talk about it. Aww. Or, like, they don't think it jinxes it. Like, they see each other the morning before and, like, kiss each other. You know, like, obviously, I saw him in the morning and then left. God, I had like, things to do. <laughs> do. You think that that concept? I don't. I don't really. I didn't look into any of this. But do you think that that concept was created because they were arranged marriages? So it's like you literally met your husband at the altar. Yeah, Isn't that I wonder. Crazy? Maybe yeah, something like that. I know sometimes they met each other beforehand, but I also think because people are so sex oriented, they're like, you shouldn't be having sex the night before you have sex. Of course, they're like, and just because like, you're going to be married tomorrow doesn't mean you're married today. So you're still weird. committing a sin. So that's something that like didn't feel natural and we like kept it open I'm glad that you did that people need to do what works for them and the other thing I didn't do was a father daughter dance and I didn't do that because I got two daddies (laughs) I do so I had and it just didn't feel like something I wanted to do and no one expected me to do any like specific rituals or yikes great expectations at the wedding other than having a wedding which i appreciate of your family because a lot of different cultures expect very specific things and are very very like um what's the word i'm looking for like yeah and super gnarly about it they're gnarly about it if i remember i told my mom i'm gonna stay in josh's room tonight and she was like all right see that was great fucking sicilian and i was like we're not doing any father-daughter dance all right that's great. You don't have to do that shit either. Like, mm. you can literally just, like, have a party and just be like, you guys get free booze, free food. What more do you need of me? I also don't want to shame anyone that chooses to go all out great absolutely. expectations. No, absolutely. I hope you guys all know the vibe we're picking up on. Or sometimes you try something out and that's when you learn you don't like it. Yeah. So maybe you have a wedding and it's like, great expectations, trash. Um, but you don't want to live a life of sadness, so you, you just, just learn from it. And you don't want to regret your special day. Like, that is a day to, like, celebrate, bind, like, binding your love mm-hmm. for you and your partner, mm-hmm. whoever that may be. And you shouldn't have the expectation from your mom, your parents, mm-hmm. your family, your friends to mm-hmm. do anything that you don't want to do. You want to look back on that day and, like, fucking love everything about it. Like, what did you say it was... The initial purpose was for legitimacy. Yes. For weddings. I would say that the one thing I wish someone would told me or one thing that people don't talk about is that your wedding isn't, like, just for you. And it's for literally everyone someone, but yeah, you. I wish everyone would um, tell you that so you thought of the wedding differently. Uh-huh. Because if you do a day all for the bride, let's say, or all for the groom, or all for the brides and the grooms, whatever the sitch is, 
you can't because you built that ramp for your grandma's wheelchair. Mm -hmm. You have those food accommodations for your friends. Mm -hmm. And it's not a bad thing. I knew this going into it and it made it a lot easier for me because Josh and I were like this is something for our family like a ritual of joining forces together I also didn't change my name for my first four years of being married because I just wasn't I don't know I was just lazy one didn't want to go to the government office so these are things that um everyone does it different but if I I would say my one advice to people getting married is think of it as a day for your for everyone in your life and you. Mm -hmm. So like when they say have something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue, I feel like that's about people. Like you're gonna have some old people, some you got new the blue people, man group? you're gonna have some borrowed people that you hired and then the, the, the old, new, borrowed, blue, that's you sad because <laughs> you didn't get to eat your you're dinner. You're only a quarter of the story. Oh my God. So true. Wow. You know, <laughs> I actually really love, I like love weddings. Like I enjoy Uh going to them. So I have an enormous family. Like when I say enormous, just my dad's side, there's like probably like 500 of us. Easy. And I probably before high school, I've probably been to, I don't know, 40 or 50 weddings, Mm -hmm. like about 10 a year for a really long time. Like, my family was like, we were going to weddings all the fucking time. And I really love a lot of traditions that my family does. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of really great Sicilian traditions that, like, we do. And it, like, it's a fucking party and it's It's so fun. fun But you can tell there's so much pressure on the bride and groom. There was a lot of pressure on one of my cousins who got married outside of the church. They were the first ones and they paved, but they paved the way for the rest of everyone in our family. And I want to just say like, I think we are both so grateful to be in the era that we're in now where we can make these choices. You can decide that you want to change your name four years into your marriage. Like I can decide if I want to get married or not. Like I can, you can decide if you want to sleep with your partner the day before the night of, or not for a week, Mm -hmm. or you might be on your cycle or you might be so many things, but then it's like everyone associates the honeymoon also with being sex city. And then you have a baby nine months after that, (laughs) literally. And all that pressure of having to have sex every single day on your honeymoon can really mess some people up. It didn't bother me at it all, you, but it bothers it a lot anxious, of people. Because you know, if a it day does. goes by and you're like, "Wait, we didn't have yes. sex. Like, is everything? Is our marriage yes. ruined?" Is- I definitely. I think everyone has gotten sex anxiety before, and luckily, I didn't have that around the wedding. But I, it that's noticeable because mm-hmm. there's so much of that tension there um in what movie is it in forgetting sarah marshall one of the characters that jason seagal like meets him and his wife are on their honeymoon and he's like hella anxious about having sex for the first time they're really religious so like okay. he's, and you can tell like his wife like it's so funny they like the wife really wants to hook up and the husband's like not sure what to do they've never had sex before like he's so anxious and he finally like learns from russell brand's character like (laughs) what to do and it like it it, you know fireworks explosion life (laughs) happens but it's like can you imagine not knowing what to do and like having that sex expectation of like i don't even i don't know if i'm doing it right like this is you know there's so much that we need to like Take a Everyone's got to do what works for them. Yeah, you know, like, it's if, literally if, your day. Even though it's for everyone else, it's your day. Like, make yes. it about you and your partner. Make it sexy. 
Make it flexy. 1920. <laughs> Women <laughs> finally are allowed to vote. Wow. Crazy. That was literally, wow. though, tw- 100 years ago. 100 years ago, women could finally fucking vote. Which means they're people now. They are recognized as human beings. 100 years, huh? <clears throat> so, because of that... Being married, you are recognized as two individuals rather than one person. But the husband still number one. Stupid, but still number one. Nineteen sixties. Okay, interracial marriages. Don't think about it. It's not happening. But then, finally, it was dropped around that time. Like wow. you could finally get married within a different race. Like nineteen sixty. That was like... Ish. The Brady Bunch. Yes. Brady Bunch times. Go marry anybody you want. Get freaky. (laughs) Also, you can also use birth control. Wow. So, the sexpectation of having a baby for your husband is finally in your hands. You are finally in control. You are legally allowed to use birth control. Wow, what a cool way of looking at it. Isn't that crazy? Can we do an episode on moon cycles? Sure. I think that would be fun. About ovulating and full moons and new moons. and. I'm still figuring out my new moon cycle because I just got off of birth control a couple months ago. So I'm still figuring out my moons. I would love to do an episode on it. We're going to learn about all of our moons. Also, the picture for this episode is definitely going to be Adriana dancing with me at my wedding. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. Oh my god. I have the same hair in that wedding. You do. Um, Okay, ready for the word I I said I was going to say at the very beginning of the show? 1970s. The law has finally recognized the concept of marital rape. That was only 50 years ago. Which, uh, up to that point was not even, like, conceivable. Like, they were just... Everybody was just like, well, the husband owns the wife. He owns his sexuality. Her sexuality. I can just do whatever. Isn't that crazy? So that means, too, that, like, let's say there's a woman who wants to get divorced because of marital rape, and Mm -hmm. she can't even put that on the form because it's not legitimate. Like, Mm -hmm. you have to pick, like, different things. I think, you know, when you see, like, irreconcilable differences Mm -hmm. or, like... Abuse, please see this um, missing persons report or whatever it is. But, like, isn't that crazy that it just wasn't even a valid reason? And it's still, I'm sure, a very controversial I'm sure topic it's now. Still, I'm sure people disagree with it. And I think that it's still probably a very prevalent issue in oh, today's totally. society. It has to be. And unfortunately, there's a lot of places, especially in America, where women don't have, like, a lot of power, and I'm not going to say they don't have rights, we all have rights, but I'm just saying, like, there are probably areas where your husband has a lot more control because you're probably a stay-at-home wife and you, unfortunately, don't have a lot of power in your relationship, and that's cringing to me. Um, So, basically, within the past 40 years, we've had more change in marriage and love and relationships than in the last 5,000 years. Way to go, ladies! Exponential growth. Woo! We're just going to keep going up from here. It's so great. So much friggin' growth. So, um, I told you this last week, and this is something that has stuck with me forever. Mm -hmm. And 
the only advice, okay, that's kind of rude, not the only advice, but one of my favorite things of advice my mom has ever sent mm-hmm. to me, um, to always pick my equal, and mm-hmm. that has set with me since day one, like, she has forever said, always date your equal, find your equal, you are mm-hmm. not better than this person, this person is not better than you, and I see that in my parents' relationship, and they are, mm-hmm. like, very much, like, relationship goals, like, they have yes. a beautiful marriage, They are super equal, but in their own sliding scale, you know, and that's what you do in a marriage. It doesn't, you decide within your marriage what makes you guys equal, you know, like one person isn't doing all of this. One person isn't providing all of the finances, you know, there's this beautiful ebb and flow that of what a marriage is. And I think that is just like so lovely. Yes. And it's I, a good way to think of things with the word equal. Yeah. Because there's so many ways. It's all a positive way of looking at it. Like, it also makes you think, like, back to, like, treat others how you want to be treated. And how would you, you need to treat your partner with the response that you'd want. Absolutely. So I feel like thinking about yourself selfishly and, like, what works for you makes you a more respectable, loyal partner, too. So, like, when you're saying find someone you're equal it's also someone who's like equally willing to like put in the work Mm -hmm. someone who's equally willing to like treat you with the same respect um that you try to with yourself yeah absolutely so i just i think equal you know we always talk about like we all want equal everything equal pay everything but like there's a sliding scale with everything we want to be treated the same way as our partner and we you know we share the power together I love love and I hate the stereotype that you are nothing if you're Miss Havisham and you're left at the altar or if you get a divorce and I think this is the best time ever um to have the least amount of stigma with Mm -hmm. those issues but I think that's the biggest takeaway and kindness that I get from everyone around me because my um with my own parents being separated and yada, 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 extensive, um, who hasn't experienced separation or divorce in their life, you know? In some way, in shape, some or form. In some way, shape, or form, whether Absolutely. it's your friend or in your own home. And that there's just this horrible stigma with it that because it's religious it's like it just yeah. like the catholics just lose it, their minds of course that's where it came like it's a dark terrible energy that adds to a terrible pain that people are trying to heal from. and a lot of these women i know a few women who got married out of pressure from society and their yes. parents because they felt the need to have to get married and then they realized they weren't ready yes. like that's another huge great expectation as a woman we we have this like weird uh pulling feeling constantly we're constantly being told that we need to get married young and have babies young because our eggs are gonna die and then we also have this feeling of like well if you got married young and you didn't meet the right person you getting a divorce is a huge thing and men don't want a divorced woman yeah so if you're in your 30s and you've had a divorce then you're nothing exactly you're you're just like as soon as someone finds that out they want nothing to do with you and now you're miss havisham and you're sitting in your fucking wedding dress at your house eating your fucking top cake wedding topper cake and it's wild it's absolutely gorgeous um you know what we haven't talked about yet? I'm excited. Gay me. marriage, y'all. <laughs> Yay! We love the gays! <laughs> I want everyone to get married. 
Yeah. Period. <laughs> you want to get married? You should fucking get married. This idea of not... It was a very controversial issue when we were uh, seniors in high school. Yes. So, like, half of our senior class was 17 and couldn't vote, and the other half was 18. And in the San Diego area, it was vote no on Prop 8 or vote yes on Prop 8. And it was to be against mm-hmm. gay marriage, and it had a had a happy little family. Oh, sick. It was on very, the cover very hetero, normative family, yes. a wife, a husband, and a boy and a girl. Yes, I hate it. The fucking stupidest shit ever. It was so yikes pants. I and... remember having to, like, talk to my parents about this and being like, why? Why is yes. this not okay? I remember my family and I's family and friends who were planning on getting married had to go get married in other states mm-hmm. because they were gay. Yep. Um, and none of us attended. And also, they were so excited to get married when legislation went through that they did it immediately at the courthouse in case it got taken away. So they had to rush getting married, too, and not necessarily have the same experience that a hetero couple would have planning their wedding. Mm-hmm. So it was a really crazy time to... Right now is, but growing up with that... Um, and seeing people like you're driving down the street and it's like half and half. Dude. It's really depressing. It's really gross. Even and um, like TV shows like Shameless has done a little like touch on um, gay marriage when Ian and Aww. Mickey get married and they go to get like flowers or something and the lady helping is asking like where the bride is and yeah. they're like no like we're getting married and they refuse yes. to help them and this type of thing happens a lot especially in very like religious parts of the country yes. and they just absolutely refuse service and I, I get it sure whatever it's part of your religion but like I thought religion was all about like acceptance of yes. human beings and like so, loving all of God's children so I get very confused and perplexed when those types of situations like butt heads Absolutely. <clears throat> one thing that you can do to um, support the right types of companies is if you're planning on getting married whether you're hetero or homo or <laughs> all of those all the most uh, whatever you want to do at your wedding must be or may not be disclosed on, um, like, when you... I was about to say application. I'm trying to find the right word. When you sign up for your wedding venue, make sure that they explicitly support gay marriage. Because uh, explicitly stating that is very important. Because think if you are a beautiful gay couple and you're nervous to go to the winery because they haven't explicitly stated and you're not really sure because all their wedding pictures are only of hetero couples like that's maybe that's not the best venue to go to even Mm -hmm. if you are one of those hetero couples Mm -hmm. like what do they have going on they're not projecting the type of lifestyle that you believe in or any of the beliefs i remember seeing that in our catering contract um it said like we feed everyone that's fucking dope and i remember thinking like that's important to put in there, like, what you what you do. do. I really, really like that. I yes. think that is very cool. Actually, it makes me think, like, with my own businesses, too, and with yours, too. You can put, like, I serve sauce to fucking everybody. Oh, yeah. But Get I, freaky. Like, ooh. We want it all. Ooh. But I love it. I want yes. everybody to enjoy. Like, yes. why so, would I ever... So, say it. Write it down. Put it in your contract. Contract! Contract. <laughs> Contract. Well, 
that's pretty much it on gay marriage. I was just going to give you some more facts, but we really don't need to do that. That's stupid. Wow. So, but gay marriage, doesn't it also depend on your state? Not anymore. It's like federally a thing. So, 2015, U.S. Supreme Court makes same-sex marriage legal in all 50 states. And that hasn't been like... I don't think it's been revoked. Nope. And they can't do anything, right? So it's crazy that six years ago, gay marriage was six, just legalized. Six years ago. Six years ago. Isn't that crazy? And it took until the 20s, 1920s. People have been around a long ass time. It took till 1920 for a wife to not be owned by their husband. Okay. We're making progress, y'all. Very slowly, but we're making progress. And we're making progress through this episode. How are you guys doing? I hope you're doing good. Take a, I big, have... take a big exhale. Oh relax my God. your jaw. I'm exhausted. I know. Ross, so bad. <laughs> I'm just looking at the capital letters on her paper. I can't help it. I see something that says still... Okay, have you ever seen the show movie, not the show, Nine to Five with Dolly Parton and Jane Fonda? Working nine to five, what a way to make a living. I just watched it the other day. We have to mention Lily Tomlin too. And Lily Tomlin. Yeah. Thank you. No. Okay. All three of these badass ladies. Let me just give you a little explanation of the of the (laughs) movie. Okay. It's it's from like the 70s, 80s. I honestly forgot to look up when the movie came out, but long time ago, hundreds of years ago. And these ladies are in the workforce, doing their job. Jane Fonda's characters probably in her 30s, just her husband just divorced her. She needs to get a job. She's been a stay-at-home wife her whole life. She's never had a job. She gets a job. She meets <laughs> Dolly, she meets Lily, and they become friends. The three amigos in a male workforce. In a male workforce. Well, the show, the movie talks and like touches on the like the owner or boss mm-hmm. being the chauvinistic, just absolute asshole. He's Garbage he's dude. he's an asshole to Dolly Parton's character, who's obviously a dime, wearing cute ass fucking clothes, and, she's and he's just the sweetest little thing, and, and she has the best comeback, and he's like hitting on her buying her presents she's like not having it and he's being a tool about it she's like give me my paycheck and get the fuck out of here exactly lily tomlin is his like number one side bitch and he promotes all these dudes instead of her and she's pissed and then of course <laughs> Doc- and then of course there's jane she's brand new to this she doesn't know what the fuck's going on but she's like this is not okay these ladies take over and they fuck shit up. They make things happen. And it's crazy because some of the stuff that they do within the office, I'm telling you, Kelly, if it was, like, happening now, like, these types of, like, constructs in modern-day 9-to-5 society, yes. like, is still happening, like, yes. very, very prevalently. We could have a whole episode on that in my experience. Totally. <laughs> but, like, this was, like I said, 70s, 60s, don't remember, era. And these ladies were coming up with, like, really cool concepts, like helping single moms work, like, half days and yes. making flexible hours and flexible yes. end times and end times because not everyone can be in this 9-to-5 bubble. And... Your work ethic shouldn't be questioned when you need a different kind of flexibility with your time. I agree. I, we are all busy. Yeah. No one lives the same kind of life. 
I have loved working for myself in the sense that I can do different things and ping pong around with my schedule. And if I need a two hour break and then I work for six more hours, it's worth it Mm -hmm. instead of cramming it all in when you're feeling like you can't work and you force yourself to like, you'll die sooner. It's like holding in your pee. It's not good for you. It was this nine to five, like society was where can, where can our listeners stream nine to five? Hulu, actually. It's on Hulu. Yeah. Um, I just watched it. I hadn't seen it before, and I watched it, and it was so good. I'm telling you. Such a great watch. The girls are hilarious. They smoke Maui Wowie in the movie. Not joking. Wow, that's timely. Just fucking full circle up in this house. I love when a perfect little bow gets tied around our episode. I didn't plan for that, but it did. And the universe. I kind of am done talking. (laughs) (laughs) The floor is littered with notes. I feel like she just did a business transaction. I surely did. Um, Kelly, did we talk enough about marriage and societal norms? I think I'm blue in the face with marriage. I gotta go be married. (laughs) I gotta go. Send in your applications if you want to marry me. (laughs) I will be filtering through them. I'm her momager. Yeah. So, so you keep let that me... in mind. You're trying to impress me like a mom. And then you're going to have to impress me like a man. And that's, <laughs> you can keep that between, between you. Between the sheets. Cute. Oh my God, Curvy. that's so cute. Yeah, that's so fucked up. I should not be saying this on the internet. <laughs> okay, I have a quick thing to say before we advertise ourselves. We need to figure out how to get like a are you 18 and up for our website and stuff so you have to like click or 21 yeah, because or like, we're old bitches because i forget that we're like old and we say adult things yeah you want to see more adult things head on over to karma sd podcast only fans <laughs> oh my god we do not I'm just error just slave 900 do not call us again leave us alone leave us alone and we have an instagram it's karma sd podcast we post a lot of fun stuff. We're constantly storying, constantly chit chat chuttering. We chit chat chutter all over the place. It's really Don't you funny. Hear about it? Do you think we should start a TikTok account? Ugh, golly, I don't. I don't know. I'm I might busy. do it. I might just do Please. it. It'll just be me. Great, you're the younger one. I'm old. I'm thirty. I'm so. I'm the younger one by three months. Do you guys see the drama? I quit using Instagram altogether on my personal account. She's so just maybe like I need to tick the talk. She's just done. I you know just one day, one day you never use MySpace again, and then one day you never use Facebook again. And I love Instagram for our business accounts. However, maybe TikTok o'clock. Hey, we'll see what happens. Would but you watch our TikTok? Will you take my talk? <laughs> Will you take Kelly's clock? <laughs> Send in your applications today. And uh, I think those are all the things you need to know about us. I think so. We have a Spotify. You can find us on Apple. Please subscribe and give us five-star rating. We appreciate those things. Immensely. It really helps us out. Wow. All right. Ciao, ciao for now. How do I do this?